0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book Paperboy. To order today go to howiecarshow.com and click on store.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria Studio, it's the Grace Curley show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. The
2: Grinch Did Not Steal Christmas.
1: Here's the Millennial with the mic. They want you to
3: say
1: Grace. Grace Curley.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. You know what? You know what? It's Friday. I'm going to tease it. I'm going to tease an exciting announcement. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I'm going to put it out into the universe. I believe tonight I might be on with Jesse Waters. Fingers crossed. If everything goes according to plan, yours truly We'll be talking to Jesse Waters and there might be some exclusive video that I took today that you'll be able to see. So if you're around tonight and you're hanging in and you're near a TV, you might see this old mug smiling at you. Again, that these things are very fluid. And uh, they depend on a lot of other factors, but that's what we're hoping for. 844 4242 I love this headline. Top Boston conservative slams Mayor Michelle Wu for her Wu Klux Klan no whites holiday party and says there have been rioting and looting had races been reversed. Yeah, and that is the question. Like that's, that's part of how he's calling It's a very basic question. Flip it. If it were Mayor Menino... And he was having an all-whites elected official party. And he wasn't inviting any people of color. Would we have a problem? I think we might. I think we might. It's not that complicated. Um, There are so many protests right now happening and riots happening all over the country. And Kara Markowitz has a really good piece about what should happen with the peaceful protesters. We were just discussing, Jared, the, the double standard of how people who participated In January 6th or even in the surrounding area, maybe didn't even participate, just looked like someone who participated in it, how they're treated versus people who are um, wreaking havoc in the name of freeing Palestine. Again, not sure how vandalizing bridges or throwing bricks through a McDonald's is going to free Palestine. That's the mission I keep hearing about. But Carol Markowitz thinks those uh, people should be arrested, and I want to read you a little bit, and I want to get people's reactions. We got a lot of people on the lines right now. I don't know what what's in the water today. It's Friday or something. People want to chat. Uh, it says. How much longer will we put up with peaceful protests actually being violent riots? How much more times will we allow our roads and bridges to be shut down for the leftist lunacy of the day before we say enough? This week, a pro-Palestinian protest shut down the Manhattan Bridge. As the Post reported at the time in November when this happened, three demonstrators, one woman and two men were arrested during the protest. One protester could be seen spraying spray painting Gaza on a support beam of the bridge. And just like that, the war ended just like that. Hamas laid down its weapons and said, you know, there was a punk on a bridge in New York who spray painted Gaza. And I think we're ready for a ceasefire. It was the Brooklyn Bridge last week that saw the pro-intifada crowd shut down its lanes and the Williamsburg Bridge before that. San Francisco's Bay Bridge, as if San Francisco doesn't have enough issues, has been shut down twice recently for the same cause. On Wednesday, the 110 freeway in Los Angeles was brought to a halt. These protesters have disrupted Christmas tree lightings and House Judiciary Committee hearings. Yeah, I would add in, Carol, they've obstructed congressional hearings vandalized properties, threatened businesses, and committed acts of violence. Pretty soon you'll be able to call this an insurrection. Oh, wait a second. No, you won't, because these are progressive protesters. So it won't be called an insurrection. A burning police hat stolen off the head of an officer is symbolic for how the protesters are running the show and we're all watching from the sidelines. And one thing that Carol pointed out here which is something i've been thinking about a lot lately and specifically when i saw the the video from the 110 freeway is a lot of the a lot of the back and forth is not taking place between the officers and the protesters it's taking place between the protesters and the people trying to drive and trying to get to work like how many of you have seen videos like this of these protesters sitting down. They, they have something spray painted on their sweatshirts. They've got they've always got cardboard signs ready to go. And they're sitting there and there's just miles of traffic building up. And then you'll have the front line of drivers getting out and so frustrated and screaming at them to get out of the way and saying things like and these are all things I've heard. I have to go to work. I have a job. Get out of the bleeping way. And the more that these things happen, eventually the police usually step in. And I'm not faulting the police either, because I, I think a lot of times they're, they're not prepared for these, these crazy showdowns. But as Carol pointed out, they should be starting to get prepared as it keeps happening more and more. But it, it's not going to end well. We always talk about road rage on this show. That's just for people getting frustrated when somebody doesn't know how to merge correctly. That, that's for, I get road rage. I'm going to give you guys an example. I get road rage when I'm driving and I see somebody who got into a a fender bender. And I know just somewhere deep in my soul, I know the person was texting and driving. And I'm like, that's why I was in traffic for an hour this morning was because you can't pay attention to the road. That's why I'm in traffic. If you know that someone is going out of their way to cause traffic, I cannot imagine the rage. And so we keep having these situations where you have these punk protesters trying to ruin things whether it be christmas tree lightings or you know uh sit-ins or hunger strikes in front of the white house they're doing all of these things and i just i'm fearful that they're going to cross the wrong person who's having the wrong kind of bad day and this is going to escalate quickly and then you know what would happen after that the media would immediately begin to crucify whoever decided to i don't know punch one of these protesters i'm not condoning that but i see these videos jared and i'm telling you it's this close it's this close to getting violent because people are getting sick of this people have places to go you're not you would really have to explain to me how creating a traffic jam in brooklyn is somehow going to change what's happening in israel that one's beyond me. Ted, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Ted.
4: Hey, Grace. Thanks for taking my call. Great show as usual. I wanted to circle back to the Vivek uh, interview with CNN. Mm-hmm. And that that the way she reacted is the way they all react. Whenever they have somebody who is of the conservative nature, brings up all the facts, and these are facts, and they start to list them out, they shut them down instantly. The reason why is because their listeners and their readers Never see that content. For example, I went out there on, um, I think it was MSNBC or uh, NBC's uh, uh, app to look at what they cover. And I do this every day, all the different apps, and they never cover the same content that we're seeing on Fox and other places of the real issues that are going on. They ignore it, and the second somebody brings it up, they shut it down because they don't want anybody to be aware of it. And there's people, they're just not aware of it. They're not aware of what's going on. It, I know it sounds crazy, and I know you know people like that, and just to end with one thing, there was a woman that we spoke with, my wife and I, last week. She flew up from Maryland, and we were telling her about some things, and she was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you don't know about any of this stuff? She goes, well, enlighten me. And she's a teacher, and she goes, I don't know about anything you're telling me right now. I was flabbergasted.
3: Yeah, I've had similar situations where, especially part of the stuff that surprises me, Ted, and I don't know if you feel this way, but when I talk about Hunter to people because I find all of that to be interesting stuff that's easy to like, this is what I'll tell you. When we talk about the FBI, when we talk about the Russia hoax, when we talk about the FI's warrants and things like that, for me, for whatever reason, my mind has a hard time following the thread. There's a lot of names. There's, you know, this person, this person, this witness, this was redacted, this and that. Howie's very good at following that. And he's got years of experience. He knows all these players. But when it comes to stuff like Hunter Biden and the ex-wife and uh, sleeping with the brother's widow and putting the gun in the trash can, I don't know if it's all my years of watching soap operas with my mom, but I can follow that stuff. And I find it interesting when I run across a friend of mine who's never heard of it. I was telling a friend of mine all about Hunter Biden. I was getting into the cocaine. I was getting into not I was getting into the cocaine. I was getting into that part of the story. All right. That's going to be cut up. That's going to be spliced. Um, And my friend said to me, is this true? And I said, not only is it true, like you can read entire books about it. You won't, but you could. And for me, it's those things that are so strange. And one of my texters had just pointed out about that Vivek cut. He said, all they do is say there's no evidence of that. There's no evidence of that. There's no evidence of that. And that's what we're seeing with this Hunter Biden thing. Oh, th- there's no evidence that Joe Biden benefited directly or financially from Hunter Biden's shady business dealings. But originally we were told that Joe had never even spoken to his son about it. So what's the next evolution of this lie going to be? And how he opened his show yesterday with this story about attorney, uh, assistant U.S. attorney Leslie Wolfe in her interview on Thursday. And I do think it's worth reading a couple of quotes here. It said this is from a Fox News interview. Wolf allegedly instructed FBI agents in August of 2020 to remove references to Joe Biden from a search warrant affidavit writing someone needs to redraft this, the affidavit. There should be nothing about political figure one in here, according to an email released by the Ways and Means Committee. That email, I think, is super important because it's a one off example in writing of the constant concern of following investigative leads that might lead to Joe Biden. This was Ziegler. This is one of the IRS whistleblowers, a hero, an American hero who you're never going to hear about unless you're listening to this show or, or Newsmax or Fox or maybe Howie's program. But otherwise, These these two guys, Shapley and Ziegler, are never going to get any credit. The FBI agents who drafted that affidavit, they believed that they had sufficient evidence, probable cause to support, including political figure one in it. said the self-identified Democrat and veteran IRS agent that related to Ukrainian energy company Burisma, access to Joe Biden and access to the administration. And there was ample evidence that was included in that affidavit that supported including political figure one. That has a waterfall effect on the investigation because those emails that we're searching for might not come through to the team. Shapley and Ziegler also said they were not allowed to get cell phone geolocation data that could have proved Joe Biden was with his son in July of 2017 when Hunter sent a threatening text message to a Chinese government linked businessman saying I'm sitting here with my father in warning of retribution. I'm sitting here with my father. And if he hears about this, he's going to get on the phone and he's going to talk to talk your ear off about the weather. He will not stop talking to you about the humidity and other niceties, according to Dan Goldman. But these are the kind of things that that last caller was referring to, which it's out there. And this isn't out there. Like sometimes you'd hear about Trump, right? And you'd hear about sources tell the Atlantic, you know, anonymous sources wrote in the letter that Trump said, and they'll put in some outlandish thing that Trump got peed on by Russian hookers. All these things that turned out to be bogus. These are two guys, veteran IRS agents, Democrats. One of them is a gay man. They are not MAGA crazy Laura Loomer types. No, n- not to, I don't even, <laughs> now I'm just taking everybody off. But you, you get what I'm saying. These are guys that I'm sure would have rathered stay out of the spotlight and just done their jobs. They're not benefiting from this. You think they want Fox News knocking on their door? I would say no. But they did it because it's right. And all of this stuff is out there if you wanted to read it. But like Ted says, people just have their heads in the sand. People have no interest. And then I hear about the people who, oh, 60 percent of Americans say they would have voted differently had they known the Hunter Biden laptop was real. I'm like, well, 60 percent of Americans better do better next time. Do a little research. I don't feel bad for you. Go on any other website besides CNN or MSNBC or The New York Times. We are going to be at the new year before you even know it, and it's a great time to take care of yourself. I'm sure right now you're worried about taking care of everybody else, checking off all the things on your list, checking it twice. Well, you should do something nice for yourself because you genuinely deserve it. I'm sure you work very hard. I'm sure you take care of a lot of people. And if you're someone who's been thinking about changing your smile, it's probably not the first time you've thought of it. You probably thought of it for months, months, some people for years, decades, and now's the time to make the change because if you make that change and you feel better about your smile, it's going to change everything. You're going to feel more confident. You're going to feel happier. And I have the perfect place for you to go. That's Dr. Houghton of Perfect Smiles. This man is not only an artist, he also just happens to be one of the nicest people I've ever met. He is going to walk you through this process. He's going to figure out what you want and he's going to make it happen. And his entire team is going to treat you like a VIP because they love what they do. They love what they do, and they always deliver. So call Perfect Smiles in Nashua, New Hampshire. Take care of yourself. Like I said, you deserve it. If you don't think you deserve it, I'm here to tell you you deserve it. They're located off Route 3. They've got plenty of parking, and you can reach them at perfectsmiles.com. That's perfectsmiles.com. Change your smile. Change your life. We will be right back with more of your calls. This is The Grace Curly Show.
1: The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is the Grace Curley Show.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Yeah, I have a few updates for everyone. One is Eric Swalwell. Like, I don't know why he wanted to insert himself in the Hunter Biden, the sordid tale of Hunter Biden. Maybe he thinks this is going to make him look better. Maybe that's how bad his reputation is. Does he want to be Senator is is
1: this a, is he in the group of people that want to be senator? Is this like a power move by him to try to do that? That's an
3: interesting question because because we have Adam Schiff, Katie Porter, Schiff they're, Porter, they're all vying for a die five seat.
1: Uh, the other the other woman who I'm forgetting
3: the the person that Gavin Newsom put in there, right? No, she said she, she's she's not going to run
1: uh, Maryland or whatever. She said she's not going to run, but there's somebody else. There's a third person. There's a third person who I think is a an elected of color right now. <laughs> Um, who wanted that seat as well. I can't remember the name right now.
3: Yeah, I don't know what... Because she
1: was, she was missed when Newsom said it was going to be a black woman. And she was like, okay, well, I'm here. Yes, yes, I yes. I, I'm now. drawing a blank look, too. Yeah. Um,
3: But yeah, so Eric Swalwell was talking about the Biden impeachment inquiry. He said it's sick and perverse because he sees a good and decent man in Joe Biden who united the country. Now, I would venture to say that even if you asked a Democrat, Even if you ask a Democrat right now, do you think the country is united? I don't know anyone who would say yes, besides maybe Mayor Wu, because she thinks that her her latest segregated holiday party is really bringing us all together. But besides that... United
1: but separate.
3: United but separate.
1: Separate but united.
3: It's the Boston way. But I don't know anyone who's looking at things right now and going, oh yeah, this is exactly how things should be going. And by the way... Joe Biden's approval rating has hit a new record low. What do I always say? Whether it's the border, whether it's inflation, the dude loves to break records. I don't know how many records he broke when he was playing football at the at what what school did he go to? Jared, Eight, uh,
1: uh, I believe it was the uh, Notre Dame. <laughs> it was Delaware State. I think is the historically black college university where he quarterbacked the team to uh, a world cup.
3: And his his Greek heritage and yes. his um.
1: In between being a Puerto Rican gospel singer and going to the black churches.
3: Right. Okay. So even for Joe, though, with all the records, he's broken. And being the poorest man in Congress, throwing a football, the longest anyone had ever seen over a mountain. This is a new record for him. It's a new low. It says Joe Biden's approval rating. This is Pew Research. His approval rating hits an all time low of 33 percent, which means 64 percent disapprove. And I was also seeing um, a lot of polls today about black people and brown people not appreciating the Biden boom, not appreciating the fruits of Joe Biden's labor. And again, you hear like Chris Hayes, this guy from MSNBC, I keep seeing all of these cuts of Democrats racking their brains trying to figure out why aren't people getting it? Why aren't they understanding? Gavin Newsom put out a tweet Where you would think he was living, maybe he is living in an alternate universe, maybe the hair gel is just seeping through to his brain. It says 14 million jobs, more than 10 times the last three Republican administrations combined, 5.2 percent GDP growth, the lowest unemployment rate for the black community, Hispanics and women in our lifetime. You can't dispute the facts Joe Biden has delivered for the American people. That's Gavin Newsom.
2: All right, all right, all right.
3: This is a man who rolled out the red carpet for the dictator from China and has since let the state of California fall back into disarray since Xi Jinping left town. But he's going to tell us how great every— I mean, it must be good for him. I'm sure he's still going to the French laundry. But I don't know if most Americans would agree with Newsom's assessment. We'll take your calls when we come back. Don't go anywhere.
1: live from the Aviva Trattoria studio.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Grace Curley Show. Thank you all so much for joining us. We got a lot of people on the lines, and it's a big news day. It feels like it's always a big news day. With Joe Biden as president, he's done such a bang-up job uniting this country, according to Kevin Newsom and other people. But yet... The Americans who are actually um, lucky enough to take part in this economy that he has created, they're not liking it so much. People still aren't happy. And the overall consensus from the White House and, you know, its arm in the media is that Joe's just not doing a good enough job hammering how great everything is. You know, he's not. It's always the message. You know, it's the message isn't being delivered right. That's the problem here. I'm not so sure I agree. 844 Let's go to the callers here. Uh, Jay, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Jay.
2: Hi, Grace. Merry Christmas to you and your very competent staff. They put on a good show for you. Thank anyway. You, uh, the uh, mainstream media, is the band-aid of censorship and obfuscation is coming off. What what Abraham Lincoln said: "You can fool some of the people some of the time, etc., cetera, et cetera, It's coming to it's coming to fruition. I have a couple of people, friends that I know, that are not really in the loop in a news, newsworthy fashion, and they're they are they are now becoming in the loop.
3: What do you think it is, Jay? What What do you think for for people who are not in the loop? What has changed? Is it like the vitriol from these college campuses? Is it the economy? Is it the border? Is it the hypocrisy? Is it Hunter Biden getting on the steps of the Capitol and lecturing everybody about how, you know, he's untouchable? What is it for your I friends think, that, that's getting across? I think
2: I think it is that, that they're they're getting pissed under their leg and then they're telling it's, it's rain. I think they're coming to the fair, Margaret, as my English professor in college used to say. Come to the fair, Margaret. They're coming to the fair, Grace.
3: Yeah, it's it's crazy to me that it's taken people so long, but I'm happy. I'm happy. You know what? If, if you're going to figure it out, it's about time. Here's what I will say to Republicans, though. And this is a mistake we've made in the past, and I don't want us to make it again. Do not assume. And I'll go back to that 33 percent approval rating from the Pew poll that just came out. Whenever I read those to my mom, I'll say, oh, Joe Biden's approval rating fell to 33%. And my mom's response is always, "How? who are those 33%? How can they possibly, because it's still a pretty big chunk of people. But you can't assume that people are going to be dissatisfied enough with the current state of the world or the state of the country to vote for the Republican. We have to work extra hard. Like I thought in the midterms, That things were so out of control, both with inflation and the border. I mean, every single day, you're seeing these aerial shots of what's happening on the border. People coming in in droves. And sure, is everybody who's coming in bad? No, absolutely not. But there are criminals who are coming in. There are terrorist sympathizers who are coming in that we are not even aware of. There's gotaways, a number that most people wouldn't even be able to comprehend just how many people are coming into this country. And I thought to myself the silver lining of how bad everything has become is that there's going to be a red wave because people, it's so bad that it's in people's faces. I was wrong. There wasn't a red wave. There wasn't a red wave. So then it gets me thinking, what has to happen? And I'm sorry, did I say 2020? I meant 2022. What has to happen for Republicans to win? Because we can't go on like this. I don't know how much longer this great experiment can last with Joe Biden and these other Democrats and Kamala Harris, the word salad chef, in charge. And so Republicans need to figure out, and I don't know if they do that with like, with polling groups. I don't know if, you know, you have focus groups and you figure out what is it that I know Carville always says it's the economy stupid. And there's a degree of truth to that. But you have to you have to figure out How to get people to wake up, like Jay said, how to get those people not just to wake up, not just to become aware of how bad things are, but then to give them an option and say, here's what we're proposing, because I think that's where Republicans make the mistake. They think it's enough to say Joe Biden sucks. Let's go, Brandon. Look how bad he is. That's not it. You have to have that. And then you have to have a bridge to something else for people. Jerry, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Jerry. What's going on? Hey, Grace, how are you? I'm good.
2: What's going on? Oh, two reasons. Well, there's two reasons why you're seeing Eric Swalwell. One is he's never met a camera he doesn't like. <laughs> yep. And the second and most important is that Hunter Biden could not give that speech where he gave that speech as a private citizen. In order to do that, you need to be sponsored. And Eric Swalwell was his sponsor so that he could do that speech on the steps of the Capitol.
3: Yeah. And now he is actually the the Republicans are threatening to hold him, I think, in contempt for that as well. It says oversight members indicate they might hold Swalwell in contempt for arranging Hunter's capital remarks. And, and, you know, what, Jerry, it's like Jonathan Turley said, this isn't typical. This isn't what happens. Not only do you not get to make the rules of, you know, I'm going to answer in public versus in private. That's not how these subpoenas work. But also to show up to give this speech only to defy a subpoena. I think it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And I don't just mean Republicans. I think everyone looks at that and goes, whoa, this guy's got some cojones. This guy's got brass, you know, what's and not in a good way. He has all the arrogance of his father. And somehow. I think his IQ might be lower than Joe's, I think, compared to Joe, I think he makes Joe look like. A pretty smart guy. And that's that's saying something 844 500 42. We are going to continue to talk about this. There's so many stories out there, but I do want to read just a little bit about what happened at MIT. I know it's hard to keep up. With all of these horrific stories of anti-Semitism at all of these college campuses, it says Jewish students at Massachusetts Institute of Technology accused the college of failing to stop anti-Semitic acts from a campus group who vandalized a Holocaust display and openly declared support for terror group Hamas. A dossier compiled by MIT students and shared with the Post shows evidence of racist behavior dating back to October 2022, a year before the Hamas terror attack on Israel, largely perpetrated by... um, and led by the Coalition Against Apartheid. According to the document, CAA hosted Palestinian writer Mohammed El-Kurd as a speaker on campus last month, despite him having already declared on X he hopes all Israeli soldiers would die in the most torturous and slow ways. So again, there's so much to take away from this. But one thing I would like to take away is these college campuses that will host someone who says he wants Israeli soldiers to die in the most torturous and slow ways... We'll also need fainting couches if Riley Gaines, a 20-something-year-old swimmer, shows up to talk about how it's not fair that women should have to compete against men in a swimming pool. That's enough to make these people lose their minds. It's just worth noting. And by the way, on a similar note here, I did not think I would be bringing up Chris Cuomo of all people. I haven't talked about Chris Cuomo in a very long time. Those were the glory days though. Emma, that was before you were here. Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo. Man, it was, it was quite the news cycle. But today, he's on one of these programs now, one of these outlets. I think it's OAN maybe or News Now. I'm, I'm not sure what it's called. But he was talking about the footage from October 7th and he gave a great monologue where he was explaining how there's a part of this of this horror that people aren't appreciating. And that is that the intent behind October 7th was to hurt the Israeli people in the most gruesome and painful way possible. And like we need to understand that evil. And he, he made comparisons to 9-11 and he described some of what he saw and it was really, really powerful. And I, I mean, I always give credit where credit is due, but it's going viral now. Because that's how insane Democrats are that Chris Cuomo is the only one with a little bit of common sense. I never thought I'd see the day. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Emma, do you mind if we do the poll question right now? Let's do it. Okay, Emma, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far?
0: Today's poll question is sponsored by Preborn. The miracle of life is a gift that every baby deserves because every life is precious. That's why we've partnered with Preborn Pregnancy Network to help rescue babies through donations from listeners like you. Any amount will help. All gifts are tax deductible, and one hundred percent of your donation will go to saving babies. Please join us. To donate securely, go to preborn.com slash grace. That's preborn.com slash grace. Today's poll question. Will Michelle Wu apologize for the no whites allowed holiday party?
3: No. And actually, I should mention this to people. If you go to gracecurlyshow.com, we've got a photo of the party. If you want to know what was going on at this non-whites, no-whites-allowed party, text.
0: Who's who's
3: who? Who's who's who. Did you write that headline, Emma? Yes, I did. Oh, very good. You can check that out at GraceCurleyShow.com. That's also where you can vote in the poll question. Also, that's where you can go to the store and buy so many Grace's goodies, so many great offers there. Uh, but yeah, you can see everybody who's there and how he kind of breaks down the resumes of some of these people at the table. Weird. The weirdest part to me was that Mayor Wu wasn't at the head of the table. That to me was a little odd. But he explains it all. And you can check it out at GraceCurleyShow.com. From what I've been hearing, Emma... It's kind of exploding. It's kind of breaking the Internet right now.
0: Kind of blowing
3: up. Kind of blowing up. So make sure you check that out. I'm going to say no, she will not apologize. Being a Democrat means never having to say you're sorry. So I'm going to say no.
0: 96 percent agree with you and 4 percent are more optimistic. They say yes.
3: Okay, we'll see. Well, there's you know what? We've got time. We will see. We will be right back. We'll take more of your calls. Um, actually, before we go to break, let's take Christine. Christine, you're next up on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Christine.
2: Hi, Grace. I had a question. Is is Michelle Wu gonna uh, demand a city ordinance to ban White Christmas from Boston radio stations? And then since and this is that the soundtrack from the Biden White House Christmas video be played instead.
3: That's a good question, Christine. It sounds like you may have uh, read Howie's column. If you haven't, you'll definitely enjoy it because he goes into some of those some of those questions as well. You know, I- I'm glad Christine brought up the, the White House uh, video though because did you see the dancers, Emma, that Dr. Jill posted?
0: We'll be discussing this during last call.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to step on. See, I, I never know on these days. I don't want to step on Emma's toes. She's got her stories ready. I'm glad we'll be talking about that. Um, and Christine, thank you for the call. White Christmas. I don't know if that's allowed. I don't know if that will be played. Howie said he didn't think there would be any white claws allowed, white wine. He went through the whole list. So check that out. One thing about me that you can count on. I'm always cold. Emma asked me this the other day. She goes, are you actually always cold? I said, I am. I'm always chilly. But luckily, I have a solution to that, and that would be the Gen 40 heater. This is an awesome product. When I'm in the office, I put it right next to my desk. It warms up my whole office so I can work. When I'm at home, it's sleek and stylish. I have it in my living room when I watch TV, maybe when I watch a Christmas movie, maybe when I watch White Christmas. And no matter where I am, though, I'm staying warm and I'm saving money money. And saving money is, I think that's a Christmas gift that keeps on giving. Everybody loves to save money. What I love about Eden Pure, though, is that my friends at Eden Pure could easily right now say, it's cold, people want to save money, let's crank up the price of these heaters and make some money. But instead, they're offering you a really good deal on an already low sale price with my code GRACE50. So if you're a listener of the Grace Curly Show, use code GRACE50 this week, you'll save $50 and And you're going to get free shipping. You can't beat that. Uh, I can attest to the quality of Eden Pure products, as can so many of my listeners. And right now, if you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use code GRACE50, you're going to get $50 off the Gen 40 heater. Do not go broke trying to heat up your entire house, it's a waste. You're not in a lot of those rooms to begin with. Instead, get the temperature higher and the bills a lot lower with the Eden Pure Gen 40 Heater. Save $50 this week with code GRACE50. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 Heater. We're going to take all of your calls when we come back. Don't go anywhere.
1: You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. So excited to be here. Still so much to get to. We've got a lot of great sound. I was just talking about Governor Gavin Newsom from California, and he is... In the news, he's. we've got a lot of sound from him, so we will get to that. But let's go to Mark. You're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Mark. Grace? Yes, sir.
2: Yeah. I was just calling. I wanted to talk about, for a second, Hunter Biden with that press conference he had. Yeah. Before he dumped his nose at the Republicans. hmm I mean, the complete arrogance of that guy is unbelievable. You know? He's going, I'm here. What are you afraid of? You know, you're supposed to be over there with in the house, not with the, <laughs> yeah. the Senate side. If he was in the House side, he could have been arrested. Probably not. But the arrogance of him is because he knows he has the government, whatever agency you want to name, far. And it's it's just... I'm, I wanted to go through the TV. I just try to get that off my
3: chest. No, you know what, Mark? I'm so glad you called in because I was wondering that yesterday. And the, was it yesterday he did it? or was the day before. Everything's blending together. I think it was Wednesday. I was thinking to myself, "Am I losing my mind, or is this kind of wild? Like this is really, really brazen, even for a Biden. This feels like you're right, thumbing your nose." Uh, law abiding citizens and saying, you can't catch me, na 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 na. And he does have the backing of the media. He does have the backing of the White House, but he's not helping them. He's putting them in a really tough position because he's changing the narrative. And a really good example, Mark, is Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary. She always does a terrible job of covering up for this corrupt family. But Hunter is making it even more difficult for her to do the typical terrible job that she does. So let's have Emma, if we could have cut 10, please. Uh, this is Karine Jean-Pierre.
1: For a lot of people at home who only view this in very broad strokes, um,
0: could you explain to people why the president
1: interacted with so many of his relatives or associates, and why he continues to deny any interaction? How should people think about this?
0: Well, let's be very clear here. Um, And I talked about this yesterday, and I'll talk about it a little bit more. And the president put out a statement yesterday that was very clear. (laughs) It's, you know, what we're seeing from House Republicans is wasted time. And it is certainly, uh, you know, baseless political stunt. Oh, okay,
3: Hold on. Uh, Thank you. Emma. The stunts. KJP thinks everything is a stunt. Anytime the Republicans bring up any problems created by her boss, Joe Biden, anytime anyone has wants to hold Hunter Biden or Joe Biden or any of the Bidens accountable, it's considered a political stunt. It's everyone's being used as political pawns, according to KJP. And she loves to use this phrase very clear. You know, I've been very clear. The president's been very clear. If that were the case, then everyone wouldn't be so confused. I think what she's really good at and I shouldn't say really good at, but it's a little bit of like filibustering. You know, I will get to this later. And as I have said before, and as I know you know, um, we are going to eventually talk about something that we've we've talked about before. But I think it's important to note that when we do talk about it and we'll be clear about it, that the president's been very clear and he's mentioned it before. You see how I just said a whole lot of nothing, but I killed 15 seconds of my show. That's all she's trying to do. She's trying to kill time up there. And with the exception of maybe three, and I'm being generous here, three reporters, she's allowed to do that. She's allowed to run cover for this family and no one says, well, how come it's changed? How come you said Joe had never spoken to Hunter and now you're saying he was never in business with Hunter? Those aren't the same thing. Why did that change? And of course, we know the answer because it's really hard to keep up with the amount of lies that the Biden family is trying to get by. Like the, the amount of lies the Biden family is expecting you to believe, there's a lot of them. And eventually, like everything with Democrats, eventually all these lies start to bump into each other. We'll take more of your calls. You know what I want to discuss in the next hour? I want to talk about Miles Taylor, which we haven't talked about in a long time. And I want to talk about Gavin Newsom. So don't go anywhere. More show coming up next.